what's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks or Rock and Metal Thrive. Wishing you guys a happy, is it a Tuesday? Yes, it is a Tuesday. It is October 20th, and I've got another great one for you today with a band out of Germany with a more alt metal style that isn't really all that melodic. They got a lot more of a hard, raw sound to them, and I think you guys will really like them, especially with the female-fronted vocals as well, and... After I saw them, I got to listen to music. I'm like, you know what? Let's even get them on the podcast. It took a little bit of time just based on the schedules. But, hey, we got them, and you guys are going to want to listen to this one. So, please welcome from the band Pentastone. We have their frontwoman, Lou, and one of their guitarists, Dennis. So, are you guys ready? Because you should be. So, let's go. Yow. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, I have spoken a couple of times about this Instagram page. I believe it's called Fem Metal, and what they do is they focus on female artists in both rock and metal and prominently put them out there, and I usually kind of peruse around there to see who's around, what are they talking about, and what kind of music do they make, and I landed on this one, and trust me, we landed on another good one. So all the way from Germany, please welcome from the band Pentastone, Lou and Dennis. So both of you, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hi. Thank you. Hello. Hey. How's everything going over in Germany during this, well, crazy time in life? Yeah, it's um, pretty interesting because I think we never experienced uh, this these kind of times before. And yeah, it's difficult, but I think we'll all get through it and yeah so it also took a lot of time for us recording our album but yeah what should we do <laughs> i think we're all in this together so yeah well especially within the music industry too because with with the whole entire pandemic situation everything with coronavirus all anything live music except if it's very very minimal or if it's very spaced out has been completely shut down so concerts that we had back in february where people were packing concert halls for stuff like myself getting absolutely destroyed and destroying people in a mosh pit at the same time like that hasn't happened in a long time and yeah we got to get back to that yeah definitely yeah we visited a concert last week where you can only see it and there were also very few people and it was so weird i mean it was nice to see some bands finally play play live again but it was like such a weird thing because like you even like weren't allowed to stand up it was very yeah we just R like sitting <laughs> what what and band did you go and see uh, we uh, saw Birds You, which is also a newcomer band from Germany, our friends. Um, they're awesome. Check them out. Yeah. So we went there and it was pretty nice, but awkward at the same time because like, yeah. That's the same thing I've gotten because I've been to two shows since everything started. One was a much smaller show, but they had it more kept inside. So it was a little bit more tr like of a traditional show. But then I went to one earlier in September and... It was in the middle of nowhere. Like I drove three and a half hours just to get there because there were either, either three bands that were on that bill. I've interviewed two of them beforehand. And I wanted to meet them, show my support for them. And there were maybe 50 or 60 people there and it was a huge tent. Everyone was pretty spaced out and it just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel yeah. like it should have. And I know they're doing a lot of, uh, some bands are doing like those drive-in shows where it's okay, you come in, you bring your car, you sit in there. And I'm thinking about going to one just to see what it's like, but it's the band I was going to go see for that is Beartooth and their shows are just super high energy. And I've seen them live beforehand. Yeah. It's just, 
some of the craziest stuff I've seen. However, yeah. sitting in a car, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Like honking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we both um, like bears a lot and we saw them a lot of times live too. They're awesome. Yeah, but I think it's also weird. Um, yeah. But I think you should give it a go. I mean, <laughs> maybe it's pretty cool. Yeah. What I'm hoping is they have a huge area in the front and I'll end up going and buying a, like a really cheap car for like $500, $600. Tell one of my friends to get a ticket as well, just so that they can drive their car and actually be their car so it works. And by the time we get there, there's a nice little place in the front. All of a sudden, instead of a mosh pit, we're going to have a demolition derby. And just crash cars. <laughs> it would be awesome, yeah. That'd be the only way I'd want to do it too, because it's just, I mean, that just sounds like fun. It's very dangerous, but also very fun at the same time. <laughs> When I saw that there are concerts like this, I um, actually thought the same thing. Um, but then I thought, okay, that would be very expensive. So mm, we'll see if this will, uh, yeah, if this will be a good idea or not. <laughs> so I would, I would do it just for the fact of the matter of during this whole entire weird thing. What is the craziest thing you did? I'd be like, I went to a concert, a driving show, and I went in a mosh pit <laughs> with cars. It's like, isn't that a demolition derby? Yes, yes, that is. <laughs> yeah would be pretty fun it would be but really before we jump into everything with pentastone i always like doing this to start out because i want to i always love to see what the answers are so i want you both to introduce yourselves with what your name is what you do in the band but then this is where the fun always comes in this and oh cat. my god there's a cat <laughs> and i always want and we're gonna go back to like when we were in school and they were always doing like the icebreakers introduction like oh tell us a little fun fact about yourself i want to hear that but i also but i want it to be the craziest thing you can think of because i've heard of people doing like crazy long meditations i've heard of people just randomly being at shows and all of a sudden going to a random person's country club and drinking the night away um, the craziest one I've ever heard was the whole band gave me their Tinder bios, which is the, oh the wackiest thing I've heard. So if you guys can top those that go for it, so I'm gonna let you do your own introductions, but remember the fun fact, I want it to be as wacky as possible. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Put you, you on the spot start. today. <laughs> I'll let you start so I can think a bit longer. <laughs> um, I don't even know. Um, so I'm Lou, I'm the lead singer of Pentastone. <laughs> And yeah, let me think about it. Crazy. I'm not that crazy, honestly. Uh, fun fact. Um, so it's not crazy, but something that means a lot to me is whenever I'm in the studio and I record a song, I have to like sing one song to like get my voice warmed up. And it's always this one song from Nothing But Thieves called Amsterdam. And they mean so much to me. And honestly, it's like in my head, I have to sing the song before I get ready on the microphone. Um, yeah, and it means a lot to me. Not that crazy, but the first memory that like came into my head. Yeah. Now, is that something you just do before you record? Or is that something that you do before playing live as well? Um, before I record in the studio, honestly, to keep my voice warm. But it's like just this one song, really, all the time. But if you have a certain connection to the song, it just, it makes total sense. One other question I have is, what is your cat's name? Because I keep seeing it walk across <laughs> you guys. Yeah. I, I thought like this one, I have three cats actually. Oh, okay. Like two of them, like sleep in another room. And this is called Abaddon. She's called Abaddon. <laughs> and I thought she uh, was sleeping, but hello, say hello <laughs> to the internet. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll say, don't worry, Epitone is not the first pet that I've see, had on the podcast. <laughs> I've had one I did uh, recorded yesterday with the band Ego Kill Talent. Uh, their, uh, one of their guitarists er, ended up having his three dogs end up just like walking around the room the whole entire time. And he had three Huskies. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then there was one time it was someone that I've met through here, one of my friends. We were on recording. We got about two hours in and I was thinking about shutting it off right then and there. All of a sudden, his door opens and his three little dash hounds just run right into the room. I'm like, I can't stop when you have three dogs just running in the room yeah. going crazy. Like, that's too cool. What also is a nice memory that just pops up in my head was when we had our first tour in Germany. Um, we played in Berlin, which was pretty nice. And we really wanted to get a, a group to two, like, all oh, get this pentastone to two. And we just walked in uh random to two artist place and i said like i want to do it but um go first i really like want to see how it looks like and then after i saw i just said like oh no i changed my mind <laughs> better not but actually three of us now have a pentastone to two which is pretty nice because it was like so spontaneous and crazy and i really love that memories of this like first mini tour and yeah something i'll never forget definitely Exactly. And then, uh, Dennis, are you one of the members of the band that has that tattoo as well? No, I don't have it. Um, our drummer has it, <laughs> yeah. for example. Um, but I was one of the people who watched and thought, no. uh, <laughs> not so perfect. So uh, I'm really not uh, that good. Well, I'm, I'm not going to let you be that the crazy story that you have, Dennis. I'm, I'm expecting something else. So I'm going to let you <laughs> okay, take it away with your intro now. Um, yeah, well, I'm Dennis. I'm uh, one of the two guitarists of the band, and um, I'm not that uh, crazy either, so a bit lame. But um, the first story that uh, I just thought of was uh, Rock am Ring 2018. Um, so most of the time at festivals, all the people, they like stay on the camping ground till uh, 6 p.m. or something, then uh, watch like three bands and go drink beer again or something. Um, but I did actually the complete opposite. So I always uh, walked to the stages at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, so when the first bands uh, started to play, and I always stayed to like uh, 2 a.m. when the last uh, band played. And I did this uh, uh, every day, all three days. And um, when the last band played at the third day, uh, which were the Foo Fighters, um, I stand uh, at the front on my own uh, because all the other people saw other bands and um, I nearly passed out when I when I stood there because I was so crushed from these three days where I always uh, stood in the mosh pits and on front and um, yeah I had to go to the side and just lean on the on the fence there and try to not pass out and uh, yeah that was uh, yeah a very close experience. Was it just something where it's just everything that had happened over those past three days just really just drained you completely to the point where when you're in stuck getting crushed by all those people, everyone's kind of packed together. And also, because I, I assume I'm a, yeah, I think Rock and Ring, Rocket Park, they're both in uh, summertime as well. So it's going to be warmer out and it's just that heat's going to end up getting to you as well. So we're just yeah, like completely I'm, tired and yeah, just, definitely. I can't. Um, well, I'm uh, not a person who drinks a lot of alcohol or something. So that's not a big problem for me. But um, like three days straight up in the mosh pit and so on. And um, the weather at Rock am Ring always is very, I would say, interesting because it switches every hour. Like you have like 15 degrees and it rains and then it's uh, 25 degrees and uh, full on sunshine. 
and it just switches all the time and that really gets to you. Right, I can, I've dealt with that before. I dealt with that last year with Riot Fest here in the United States was in Chicago and my favorite band uh, is Rise Against. They were playing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait there. But all of a sudden, once I got started, because there's multiple different bands playing at the same time as well because the headliner was going to go on right after for that night and it was Slayer because it was their last show in the area. So, But Rise Against stage was right next to it. So everyone was already packed in there. And I was waiting up front and it was about, well, I'm trying to think in, in centigrade, it would have been like maybe like 27, 28 degrees. So like, but it was, and it was humid too. So by the time, like halfway through, I'm getting crushed all over the place. People are passing out left and right to get them out of there. Being that people that passed out, we're crowd surfing them to the front. We're just like, mm-hmm. send them like, go, go, <laughs> just get rid of them. Okay. And I felt like I was going to pass it at one point too. But all of a sudden I see right about 20 feet away from me, little spit of space opening up. I'm like, is it, is, is that what I think it is? All of a sudden I started seeing people slamming into each other. I'm like, I'm going there. <laughs> and it was like, there's a mosh pit, plus there's more space. There's going to be yeah. more air. This is going to be awesome. And I still have a video of about three songs to go. They played Swing Life Away, so it's going to be a lot more acoustic. Everyone just kind of just get able to just relax for a little bit. There's a video where if it, if you look at it, it looks like I just jumped out of a pool. Because like just how <laughs> drenched in sweat I was. It was, it was something. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I actually thought about the most craziest thing that happened to us as a band. This was on another tour and it's really hard to explain it in English because I don't have the word. Um, so I tried to describe it. Uh, so we had a little tour bus, which was very old. And um, I don't know the word for Anlasa, but uh, you, you had to push it um, so you could uh, turn on the engine. Oh, you had to push walking. start it? Huh? You had to push start it? Yeah, yeah. like every time, like... Um, the whole tour like four days or something and if yeah that was so crazy because someday we just like in the middle of the road and then if the um, driver like messed up start to drive oh it's so hard to explain <laughs> then um the engine would turn off and then we had to jump out in the middle of like uh, the street and like to push it back uh, so we could drive uh, so this was pretty intense yeah. <laughs> definitely but especially one time um, our bassist um, had to drive uh, the car alone because we all uh, were um, yeah, putting our stuff on the stage and so on and so he had to search for a parking place for the car and he drove alone, and there was a very big uh, what's on? Um, crossing? No. <laughs> where two uh, streets uh, meet. Yeah. Oh, intersection. And um, it was very big, and um, he was there alone, and he uh, nearly couldn't get the car to start. And he would have stood there alone, nobody to push the car, and he, he nearly blocked the complete road. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Fortunately, he was able to get everything done, um, but that was very, uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And and now you both see why I asked for those in, like those wacky fun facts because then stuff like this comes up. It's just like yeah. okay, it just keeps getting wackier and wackier and crazier. But that's always the stories that are the best because when you think about it, it's a lot of bands, especially when they're not you know on that level like the like the Foo Fighters are. You're not you're gonna have to deal with some of the stuff and they dealt with some of the stuff as well so it's just you're gonna end up having this certain connection with many different artists due to the fact that yeah all the the horror stories from the road like <laughs> you have them and they're all unique in their own way yeah so unfortunately i don't well for me because i'm just doing like the podcasting and all the interviewing and all the more media stuff of it i haven't had anything like that but 
I may end up having something like that for the upcoming year because, like we were talking about with the festivals, I'm planning on doing something where here in Amer- here in America, like for some of the festivals around me that you can camp at, yeah, I'm gonna rent myself like a like a little like RV or like a little van, drive out there, camp for three days, but then also invite bands to come over and hang out for a couple. Like, yeah, you do a quick interview like 10, 15 minutes, but you come in and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have like a cooler full of water, cooler full of full of Gatorade, some soda, a bunch of beer. Some hard liquor, if you like, just come in and have a drink. And if you don't drink, well, I got stuff for you to drink if you don't. So yeah, that's nice. That's a great idea. We just... drove to festival once, and we actually had a car crash on the way, and then we had to lend a car to get oh, I, there. Yeah, I completely for, forgot about this. But Even, we did. It, it happened to me, and I completely yeah. forgot about it. Um, we drove with two cars, and. Um, me and a friend in my car and all the other people in another car and um yeah um, another car drove into my car and um we had a total accident so we couldn't drive the car anymore and um, we first had to wait to uh, get to uh, yeah like um, um yeah like a car dealership where i could get a new car um or lend a new car and um, that already took some hours, like two hours or something like this. And then we waited uh, there for like another three hours uh, till we got a car that we could use. And um, yeah, when we got to the festival and set up our tent, it was like uh, 5 a.m. And I was completely uh, crushed. Um, but um, yeah, we got to it and it was a very great festival. And um, yeah, but a car crash. Uh, the car was also so cool. was brand new the car we land and then we put like the broken bottles of beer <laughs> like pouring <laughs> into it so mm. yeah. but yeah but hey, every, everything was fine then yeah but, but but then again it's just you you look back at it and you just remember these stories and maybe at the time it's rather stressful you're kind of freaking out because okay we got to get this stuff set up we got to get this before we play and you might be just kind of worried about it. But then after it happens, you give it a little bit of time, you look back and you just remember these stories and they're the best stories that you can remember because it's like, yeah, you remember yeah. how crazy this was? You remember what happened here? Just just a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, how about enough with the stories for now? Because what I really want to talk about your music specifically. And my, my first question when it comes to your music is because, listen, you really had this alt metal style to every single song that I listened to. So... When it came to growing up as musicians, what what really influenced you in terms of not only wanting to become a musician, but also what bands were you listening to that made you want to do what you're doing today? So actually, I got into rock and metal music pretty late. I think when I was like 14 or 15. And I remember it was like a hot summer day and I was sitting in my room and watching TV. And there was a live stream from Rock and Ring and Linkin Park played. And I got like three Linkin Park tattoos, another crazy fact. Um, And they like, from the first moment I heard them, I was so like amazed by them and I love them so, so much. And they really got me into metal music and like this new metal style really influenced me a lot. I also really like System of Down, for instance, or The Biscuit, but there are also many female artists, which I really, yeah, look up to like, of course, Hailstorm, but also um, um, in this moment or smaller artists. Um, yeah, so many bands. <laughs> I could oh. tell you like a hundred. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you could because it's just 
everyone kind of has like you just listen to so many different artists as well and when it comes to getting in there a little bit later in the game it's better late than never because if you never would have then you never would have had three lincoln park tattoos and you never would be doing this but what I have to ask about the Linkin Park uh, stream that you saw was, was that the one where it was like, because it, it was at the legendary one where all of a sudden they played Give It Up and Chester Benson had that like 30 second long scream in it? Yes, it was amazing. Like I was so shocked <laughs> how good they were actually. And um, because like I never listened to this kind of music, but like from the first note I heard, I was like um, amazed by them really. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to see them live? Um, I saw them live twice and I actually saw them playing live two weeks before Chester passed. So this was pretty intense, was one of um, the last gigs at Southside Festival, Germany. Um, yeah. yeah so that, I saw them. Linkin Park is like like the one band on my list right now of just bands that I wanted to see that I'm never going to get the chance to. And it's just somewhere it's it's they might go on they might go on tour again they might go on the road again and just and play the music but it's just not gonna be the same without chester there yeah definitely never and i know they're not trying to replace him either but it's just it's just like it just doesn't it's just not gonna feel the same it just that that presence is just not there and it's just oh man yeah yeah and for you i can't tell dennis um uh, well, I started out with uh, Green Day and Linkin Park, actually, too. Um, so my father listened uh, to Green Day and Linkin Park all the time. And um, we had the Bullet in the Bible, uh, Bible Live uh, DVD from Green Day at home. And um, I used to always watch uh, this DVD. And I thought to myself, wow, that's so great. And um, the crowd control they had, it was so awesome. And I... Uh, yeah, I was so stunned uh, after seeing this um, that I always thought, man, it would be so great to be in the band uh, too and to do that stuff. And um, now to actually be in the band and be able to uh, play in front of people that like your music and they can sing along and they mosh to your songs. Um, that's uh, pretty great. And I uh, never thought uh, yeah, that I would get to this point. Um, but um, yeah, I'm really glad I am at this point now. And um, at the moment, I'm listening to a lot of different stuff, actually. Um, a lot of Beartooth and uh, other metalcore bands, for example. But I'm also listening to um, classic rock or stuff like that. So uh, many different uh, genres that influence me. Um, but I really have to say that I was uh, never the kind of guitarist um, who was like, oh, uh, ACDC had a great song. I need to cover that now uh, because I want to play exactly this song, how they played it. Um, I was actually more of the guy who just uh, took the guitar and noodled around and uh, looked what happened. Um, so actually the fact that we started out actually writing our own stuff, um, yeah, that was really great for me. Um, so it's always a bit hard for me to say like, this band influenced me a lot because I never really covered uh, bands so much. Yeah, but that's the beauty in it all too, and it that always ends up coming out in the music as well because there's so many different influences that you talk about. There's so many different bands you talk about that you've listened to and that you've enjoyed. And when you really get down to it, those bands are going to end up you're going to end up picking certain things up of, of their style, certain things of how certain uh, pieces of songs are constructed. And when you're trying to do stuff with your own music, it's okay, how am I going to try and work this? And you're trying to get down a very specific pattern, a very specific feel. And you can relate to a song that might have that feel. It's like, okay, how did this, how is this constructed? How did this work? 
And then how can I use it to work in my own song as well? And it's not saying that it's not that you're copying it at all. It's you're being influenced by it because you know how it feels and you want to capture that emotion at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what it is for me a lot of the time. So um, I listen to a band and I think, oh, that sounds interesting. What are they doing there? And then I just try to make my own stuff with the technique they're using or something like this. And um, sometimes it doesn't even end up listening uh, like the thing I wanted it to, but it sounds great anyway. So um, yeah, that's always uh, very interesting. But it's always also very important to us and always has been that like we never said, okay, look at this band, we want to sound like them because it was very important. I think in this time, there are so many bands that are great, but that sound pretty like similar. And I don't like that too much. Like this whole like modern sound, so many bands sound exactly the same. I think that's so sad. Uh, and we really try, I, of course, like we don't do music that's like completely new, but we really try to keep our own sound, to keep it like a little bit more raw and rough. And yeah, that's very important to us. And I think always will be, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it should be as well. And I do understand what you're talking about with, there's some bands out there that seems like, oh, they're just kind of the same old stuff that you hear all the time, especially when you listen to the radio. I'm not talking about like, especially here in America, like hard rock radio or anything like that. Like when it comes to more modern rocks up there playing, it's more alt rock and pop rock. And it just, every bit of it just sounds the same. And it's, yeah. and it's just, as for me, it's I'm always end up like I don't listen to the radio at all anymore. It's like okay, pull out my because uh, I still have my old trusty iPod Touch for this because I'm still the weird guy that downloads music. Because whenever I go to the gym, I don't want to have my phone on me. Just leave it be. It's like okay, I'll just take a crappy old iPod, work yeah. with that. But it's just every. It's like what I listen to there is like what I want to listen to every step of the way. So all of a sudden, it's like okay, what am I listening to when I'm working on? Say, alrighty, let's go to the uh, playlist I have labeled Metalcore Madness, and it's just Metalcore this whole entire way through. All right, today I'm feeling a little bit a uh, little bit scary when I want to work out. Okay, let's just listen to Ice Nine Kills the whole way through. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more of a hard rock vibe, but feeling also anthemic at the same time as well. Okay, what am I gonna listen to? Alrighty, we're just gonna go straight skillet down the board. That's it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So it's just, there's a lot that, especially within rock and metal today, where it's like, there's some stuff that can sound real similar, but there's a lot of bands out there where the ones that are really beginning to shine, like really beginning to shine, they're always have a completely different sound to them. And it's always some because they have influences from other bands, but they don't directly say, okay, we want to be like that band. It's like, we have our own sound and we're creating our own sound and we have the bass in it, but we have the freedom also to experiment with different styles as well. But if we keep that base of the same sound in there, you're golden. Yeah, definitely. Like another band I really look up to because of this is Marmosets. I don't know if you know them. It's also female fronted from the UK. And they sound so, for me, especially the first album, like, sounds so unique and raw and like not perfect but like in a good way so I think like many new artists like make everything seem so perfect but I don't like this I really want to listen to a band and from like second one I want to know which band it is um, I think it's hard like if we have to think about it um, because I think it's so important to sound unique and also another band I really really love is Placebo I think there's no other band that sounds like Placebo. And I think this is really beautiful. And this is one thing I'd like to achieve for our band as well. Yeah. yeah. And when you have this certain like just rawness to the music as well, it 
instead of having to be perfect and have it be super polished and everything has to just sound really well. So all of a sudden, you know, it's very easy for radio play. If you put something that's a little bit rougher on there, what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a certain emotion that is put out there that you're trying to convey. And it's going to come out through a little bit of a less perfect sound because I mean, when it comes to relating to the human experience, nobody's perfect. So when yeah. you kind of hear that roughness to it, it's a lot e- more, it's a lot easier to relate to it as a fan and relate the theme of the song to something that you're going through and really connect with the band on that front instead of something that's super duper polished and just really clean to the point where we just want this to be played on the radio. And that's kind of something I see with pop music where it's a lot of it is very like the bass is just kind of it's it's very overproduced. But it sounds really bland at the same time too. But then you listen to a band like I'll bring up Beartooth because I think it's perfect. Yeah. Just that rough, raw, just aggressive sound. It's like, yeah, yeah. they're are, are you gonna hear them on the radio? No, but are are they gonna end up packing arenas? Are people gonna go absolutely crazy when they show up? Of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll have a demolition derby, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I also, one thing I want to jump in is to your music as well, because from what I was seeing on Spotify when I was going through some of the stuff and really make uh, looking up, it looked like, especially from the last, like in 2019, you released a couple of singles and all of a sudden, and this year you released one as well. So it seems like you're coming out with some new music rather consistently right now. Yes. Yeah, so we dropped our first EP in 2018, but I think you can hear that like this was our first band for everyone and we were very young and I like it still, but you can hear that we are like trying to find our sound. And I think with the new singles, which will be part of our album, which we will drop soon, I can't tell because of Corona. Um, yeah, I think we really found our sound and I think you can really like hear this and I like the like new songs much better and we also re-recorded two songs from the EP because we really like I really wanted this to be um yeah with our like new sound and I'm very excited when the album drops and we also have two features on it um or like one or two not sure yet (laughs) um so yeah And what I totally understand that too when you're talking about with the original EP where it just it might sound a little bit different, it might sound a little bit like you're just trying to find your sound. But again, if it's your everyone's first band, if it's your first EP you're putting out there, you're gonna end up experimenting with different things. There's a lot of bands that when they start out with their first album, their sound is completely different than what naturally evolves. And I think the perfect band to use as an example, because I brought them up beforehand, is Ice Nine Kills. They start out the first album they release is a ska punk album. And it's just yeah. like, that's what they originally wanted. That's what they originally wanted to do. But all of a sudden they decided to take into more of like a metal with a horror base to it and all, like a horror kind of concept to it. Then they end up evolving it into something that's a little bit bigger than all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to focus on things that actually just have that base and are so different books. And all of a sudden they came out their album in 2018 with the silver scream featuring all different horror movies. And all of a sudden now they just skyrocketed because of it, but it took a long time for them to figure out what that sound was going to be. And what's awesome about it still is you can go back and you can see that progression happen over time. And with that EP as well, what you're going to see with you guys is, yeah, there's going to be you guys trying to find your sound. However, as you keep going through it, you're going to, and every keep progressing through your career, people are going to listen from that and then kind of start going through and through. And they're going to see this evolution of sound to the point where you're going to be able to tell, okay, through the, because you have what, I think it's, yeah, the EP has... I'm just looking up right now. EP has five songs and then there's yeah. three singles. So out of the eight songs you have on Spotify right now, 
going through, it's like you're going to be able to tell that you're building your sound and you're building that bass sound that you have. And that'll end up allowing you to know what kind, like what you guys are as a band, but then also, okay, we know what this is. And then how can we experiment with this to potentially create something that is a little bit more of a harder, like on a harder side, a little bit more of a thrash, a little bit more of a heavy metal, a little bit more of a metalcore kind of side, or a little something more hard rock, maybe more classic rock. Just what can we play with in there? You'll be able to really figure that out and potentially create something that all of a sudden you put it out there. And next thing you know, you're getting bands calling, you're getting tour managers calling you left and right. Like, Hey, can we get you to open for, I mean, just, just in band and all of a sudden it's just, yeah, where do you got to go? Um, yeah, first around Europe and then you're coming over to the United States and you're going to do like a two month tour. I mean, that could easily, that could easily happen. It, it, all it takes is just getting this sound right. And all of a sudden getting your sound right, but it's not a specific sound that someone's trying to have you make. It's the sound that you want to make. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think also because like we don't have any label yet we really like aren't influenced by anyone like no one tells us do this or that like I mean we have our producer who taught us so so much and I'm so thankful for him shout outs to Tim <laughs> if he might listen it from Audio Jive uh, studio um, but yeah I think that's the beautiful part that we're like really getting together writing this music with like no one telling us how to sound like and I think this is also a privilege we now have and I hope I hope we can keep um yeah and when the time comes where you get into that point where you are like there's labels that are trying to sign you one thing you can all one thing you're gonna have to remember is make sure that you will still be able to create the sound that you want to create and you have the freedom to do it and that you're not going to have people coming in and telling you left and right try this do this do that because I have talked with a band on here before where they had a label and they wanted them to go from the sound that they had to start making emo rap. And that oh. was like, we're not going to promote anything unless you make this change. And they dropped them because it's that's just not what they were going to do. And all of a sudden they started putting stuff out on their own and they were doing better on their own than what the label was helping them with. Yeah, I see this also with a lot of bands that get signed by like very huge labels. Um and you can hear the difference from the albums all the time. Sometimes it sounds better, but I think most of the time I really like the lay like the first stuff they made because this is all so raw and like this raw sound I'm craving and that makes them unique. And I think sometimes, not like with every band, but sometimes they lose this like uniqueness. And I think that's pretty sad. So that's definitely one huge thing before we ever sign something. We make sure that we can stay with our producer and that we can continue like we're doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's something that you're seeing, it's something you want to do and it's something that's working, make sure that the record company that you're going to, you would end up signing with, you just remember it. They're signing you because they're, they want to, they want to have you. They're going to end up work. They want to sign you so they can work for you. It's you're not work. It's like you're not working for them. They're working for you because yeah. if you don't, because if they sign you and you don't do anything, they're not making any money. So it's like they want. It's like the, it's like if they're gonna push you one way, it's like oh, give do this, do this, do this, but you don't want to do it. I mean, you make sure you still have the creative freedom to make all the decisions and have all the final say. Yeah, sure, that's really important. Look at me giving advice. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so true. Definitely. Yeah. And, and even with, for me, it's like, it's, I don't have any experience when it comes to dealing with the record company or like record companies like you would just because I'm not in a band. I don't have anything to do with that. However, through the podcast, I've heard so many different stories and I've seen so many different people 
sometimes drop levels because of that. Or when I had a podcast with James Clark of Kill the Lights, it's uh because there's Moose Thomas, uh, founding drummer, both for my Valentine. It's his new band. So we were talking with I was talking with James, and he was talking about how the record company that they went with, they just basically they signed with them because they said basically you guys do what you want. We're not gonna mess with it. Just just go. And it's like for their first album, you know, you're still trying to figure out exactly what sound you want to have. And they're trying a bunch of different things. You could tell exactly they had a certain bass and more of that hard rock alt metal style. But sometimes they tried something more metalcore. Sometimes they tried something a little bit more melodic hard rock. It's like they tried a bunch of different stuff. But they were able to just do that because whatever record company they were working with let them have that freedom. Yeah. And I think this is the way it should be always. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise you get a band that's like, okay, you've got a... I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Ooh, I got a good one. Maroon 5, because initially when they started out, they had this like the, like this like this bluesy rock funk kind of feel to them. And it's like, okay, this actually, you know, like 2002, like, hey, this ain't bad. All of a sudden they kind of get, they get signed. All of a sudden it's like, okay, now they're signed to a major label. Now they're just making the same pop tracks over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good example, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember one time in a YouTube video I brought up, I was like, okay, like there's like using like uh, something as a joke. I'm like, okay, for an album review, it's like uh, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being, I was like, I cut out my favorite album of all time and like, and zero being something that Maroon 5 made in the past 10 years as a joke. And I had some people like, why are you saying that against Maroon 5? I'm like, it's a joke, everybody relax. <laughs> yes. Um, no, also I have another example actually, and like I don't intend any hate or something. I still like the band, but um, do you know Dream State? I think they're pretty popular. I've heard of them, but I really don't listen to their music. Also, yeah, uh, also a female fronted band from the UK, and I loved their first EP because it was so raw, and uh, they had a huge success with it, uh, which um, I'm so happy for them. And they also got signed to like a major label, and they um, released a new album, I think last year or something but i really prefer their first tracks from the first ep because i thought hmm, this sounds a little bit like rougher and more unique but like most of the people love the album i also like it but i just like the other like the old stuff a little bit better because it's like rougher really and i yeah i think it's a little bit sad that they didn't continue this sound but i mean it's like their music they should do whatever they're comfortable with but yeah yeah, and another example of, of for that would be asking Alexandria because you look at their first album and it's just it was something that was just pure metalcore and everyone liked it. But then you take a look at what they came out with this year, and it was a lot more of like this like alt rock kind of feel to it. And a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't like the album at all because I thought it was rather bland at times. And I put out a review for it. And I wasn't a fan of it. However, when I did my uh, research on it to see why the band kind of went that route. One thing I saw was they said they don't really have it's like because it's been 10 years since they made that first album that people really loved and times have changed. They've gone through different things. They've got families now. So their experiences are different and they want to make music that accurately reflects their experiences at the moment. So I can't knock them for being being authentic in that way. Did I like the album? No, because I prefer something that's harder, more rough, more raw. But you know, if you're going to be making something that you really want to make, go for it. I'm, and mm -hmm. if there's gonna be people that like it, there's gonna be people that don't, then that's the way it is. Yeah, every band should have the right to do whatever they want. And I also think like many people who aren't in the band don't really understand. I mean, we don't make music like, for such a long time, but also bring me the horizon. If you are in a band like for such a long time, 
like you want to write new stuff you want to experiment really and like not do it all over again the whole time and they involve the music involves you know and i think this is also beautiful but yeah some fans may don't like it but i think you really sometimes really have to step in the perspective of the band and really think about okay maybe they just I don't want to do this music anymore they did five years ago and that's okay and if you don't like it okay don't listen to it yeah yeah and it's it's some and one thing that i always take a look at too because i always ask those kind of questions where it's like well why don't you like this or i ask a question like okay here's two different bands and if you do like this one or this one and people are like oh i like this one because i hate that one i'm like well you got to explain the reasoning or if i have an album it's like do and i like it it's like oh you got it wrong because we hate the album okay i understand we have different opinions but if you're going to say you don't like this, just please, please, please tell me why. And if because if it's somewhere it's like, oh, I just don't like it. But I'm like, well, that's not really a reason. But if someone's actually going to go and just say, I don't like it because and they list the reason they give the context behind it. That's always that's always I can't like it's everyone's opinion. You can't knock them for your opinion. I just want to know the, the context behind it so I can understand why someone either likes something or doesn't like something. And that usually comes in whenever I do my year-end awards because I always do best album of the year, best song of the year, but then I also got to do the reverse of it, worst song, worst album. And I always explain why. I always try and find like a little bit of a silver line in there. Because remember last year, my least favorite album from the year was uh, by a band AJR. And I put it out there and people were just not nice to me about it. Oh, but, what I, but what I ended up doing was like, oh, you don't know what I'm like. Well, please tell me, why do you like this music? Why do you like their their stuff? And there was a couple of times I got Instagram DMs like four or five pages long of people just explaining why they like it. And I'm, and I, I said, you know what? I asked you, I asked you for your reasoning and you gave me your reasoning and you thought it out. And I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you that you should stop listening to the band because I don't like them. It's like, if you want to listen to them and you connect with them in that way, by all God, go for it. Yeah. And I also think like sometimes bands like really can do the right thing because like if they don't, uh, change the sound it's just like oh it's so boring you always like do the same albums and then like they change their sound and then oh you change your sound i don't like it <laughs> like i mean you really sometimes like we are in a band so i think we can like really tell a little bit how it feels because it's sometimes like frustrating i think also like for bands like bring me the horizon also didn't love um amo like uh, their um softer album i but i but I respected it and I thought like, okay, if this is what you're going to do, then do it. And it's uh, pretty nice. And I actually really love the latest releases they, um, they had. So I'm very excited for the new stuff. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like if, if with bring their eyes and they start out with that death course and they want more metal core and they want more hard yeah. rock. And they went to that more like alt rock, pop rock kind of style with Amo. And I didn't like Amo at all. And, but then about two months after I had my review for Amo, I did a video about why did Bring Me the Horizon go that route to really fully understand the reason behind it. Then I saw what they did with Ludens and it was, okay, you're bringing more of this electronic feel, but there's it, there's a harder feel to it. So I like that. Then Parasite Eve came out. I'm like, okay, this is something that I'm a little bit more into. They did the collaboration with Youngblood and I'm still on with that one. I'm still like, it's a good song, but I wish Youngblood wasn't in there because letting Ollie do everything on that, I thought would have been better. But then again, that's all an opinion. Yeah, yeah. But really when it comes down to it is where I would say with this, because you're talking about how if you change your, if, you, if you're going to be doing something else and people are going to be like, oh, we don't like this blah, kind of thing. You're never going to please everybody. That's no. one thing. You're, you're never going to please everybody. There's people that are always going to 
like whatever you do. There's going to be people that dislike whatever you do. There's going to be people that are in between on a lot of it. But what matters the most out of it is when you're making music, you're making authentically what you want to make. Yeah, that's really what it's all about, I think. We really love it. And 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 what's going to end up happening is, is if you really love it and you have put that authenticity in there, you just put it all out there in your song, what's going to end up happening is there might be people that like it, there might be people that dislike it, but there's going to be a huge connection there that all of a sudden, you're say you're talking about a certain a period of time in life where things weren't going so well or another classic thing that ever a lot of bands talk about is like oh you talk about like a like going through a breakup or talk about maybe someone in your family going through some sort of tragedy you experience in going through that it's when you talk about that you talk about that openly and honestly you, what you're gonna what's gonna happen is is people that maybe don't like your music at that point all of a sudden they listen to it and all of a sudden now there's a different connection that they have that because you're giving a tangible sound to something that they're really they really can't explain what it felt like also it's like you want to know what it felt like listen to the song feel it and you're going to understand and yeah. then there's a connection that's built there that you're going to have forever yeah and i think this is really the beauty of music um yeah so i think people just sometimes have to think about what the artists feel and why they did music like just like you said like explain it uh, and i think um, it's so important like not judge instantly maybe think about it a little bit and have a little empathy um yeah yeah and and, and maybe listen to it in a little bit of a different way as well because i was talking about this with a different uh band uh the day before we recorded this episode and it was all about already like going on spotify is like there's people that'll just listen to it for a good amount of people to listen it's like the first 10 seconds they don't like the first 10 seconds they're just going to go to the next thing and it's just they're what I was looking at is like kind of looking at more on a surface level. Or if you go back thirty years ago when people were physically buying albums and CDs, vinyl, whatever it might have been, it's there's an inherent investment in there that you want to listen to the whole entire thing because you want to see kind of what you basically want to see what you bought. So there's a, you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna listen to everything that's on there, and you're not gonna just listen to you know maybe the top track. On, like we're on Spotify, it's like okay, let's take a look at what their most popular is, and then if if some people it's like after ten seconds if they're not into it, they just completely write off the band, even though. They might just not like those first 10 seconds, but if you look through the whole song, you might absolutely love it. Or if you look at it in a little bit of a different way, instead of looking at it just at the surface level, what it makes you feel when you're not really paying attention to it, take a look at what the lyrics are talking about. Take a look at how the emotion of the song and how the sounds drive what the meaning of the song is and how everything connects. Because when I do all my reviews and do all my deep dives in the songs, that's something I really look at because it can give you a whole different perspective on a song. Yeah, definitely. I think also like really buying the music and listening to it is like so much different than when you just go to Spotify and like click on this or that song. I mean, we all do it. But I think just like you said, it's a whole different experience if like you buy an album and really like take your time and listen to it and give it a chance, really. And that's one thing I do too. It's just when it comes to like the albums I review. I will always still buy those albums, just even though it's a digital download, I'll still buy them because one, then I have it, I can go through it. I don't have to worry about Spotify doing all these crazy ads on me because I, if I'm going to download everything, I don't want to pay for premium. Me being cheap right there. Oh, well, whatever. No, like if you buy the album, like, I mean, this is like more, you, you support the artist more by buying uh, the album than um, using Spotify. So it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at me doing the right thing. Wow. <laughs> All right, but going a little bit deeper into your music, because your latest single called How It Feels came out um, on September 4th of this year. So, yeah, just a little bit, like a little bit about a month ago. So 
so far off of that song, what have you seen the reaction from uh, your fans when it comes to that song? So we were pretty glad that the song was conceived very well by our fans. They seem to like it, which is always like a good thing. And this song is also special in a way because like it's like really one of the oldest from our newest songs because like I think we also like played it 2018 live at shows like we played it so many times we just like didn't record it uh, and actually like we did the recording also like over a year ago or something for this song so um, we knew the song so well so we just like wanted to get it out to people um, yeah and I'm very happy that most of the people like seem to like it and yeah it's a little bit like rougher than the EP which I also like because like the whole album is going to be a little bit heavier so yes because <laughs> <laughs> this was the one song that I really dove deep into due to the fact that I'm like okay it's it's your latest it's the latest single that's out when we recorded this so I really want to see what this has to really figure out and I'm going to talk about this and it's just something that I noticed about the song and it might have been something that how it was recorded or might have been just a, uh, something that your producer did. might have been something that way it was constructed, but it's just a question I had because when I was listening to it, and this is specifically with your vocals Lou, on the verses, every, and I'm not, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, but again, like I was talking about where it's like, if I'm going to talk about something, I'm going to give you a lot of context behind it so you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Where it's just with this one, it found like it sounded like in the verses, like the vocals, they were kind of drawn back more, a little bit drowned out by the heavy instrumentation that was going on there. So I was just wondering if that was a like a, a calculated move or just something that was planned to be in there, or if it was just something that ended up happening in the recording where live it might be completely different. So I'm just curious on how that worked. Um yeah, so we really wanted the um chorus to be like more prominent and like to really build up the song. So um, I didn't do anything crazy on the verses. Um, and I think this is also due to the fact that we recorded the song a while ago because like uh, the other songs for the album um, we recorded like just like this year or at the end of 2019. And there I also did a little bit more crazy stuff also like in the verses and I screamed also in the verses. Um, and I think it's also due to the fact that it's like a little bit older. We wrote the song like, yeah, literally years ago where I like didn't even scream a lot. <laughs> so I think that's um, the reason why the verses are like a little bit softer and also to make the chorus stand out even more really. And that's why I love to ask the question because now I'm getting the context for you and it makes a lot more sense, especially because that was one thing that I listened to. And that was the one thing that stuck out to me because I'm just like, it. I can hear the chorus. And when I hear the chorus, it does pop with those vocals and it, it does do what you what you want it to do. However, when I listen to the verse, it just didn't hit like with, I think it could have done it. Could, I think it could have been a little bit louder, but also just kept the core, uh, verse to pop as well. And there's one thing I've talked with other artists that, um, where English isn't their primary language, where it's just, cause I've, I've talked with a couple of artists where they're talking about how sometimes it's like, Oh, we kind of go a little bit softer because sometimes the pronunciation might not be correct. And it's like, okay, it might bring up a little bit of trouble and just be, might not sound right. But I always kind of err on the other side of don't even worry about that due to the fact that they always gives a, such a different unique feel to the band and to the music as well, because it's like, okay, you know, if you're, because naturally being, uh, naturalized, naturally uh, speaking 
uh, German. Yeah, look at me kind of fumbling through that one. But like with naturally speaking German, there's going to be a certain dialect and a certain accent that's going to be there. So all of a sudden, when you try and pronounce English words, there might be a little bit of a different pronunciation to it. But that can really be a strong point going forward as well, just because it gives it, it can give something a completely different feel just from a word. Just one word. It could give a completely different power just from that. So that's always one thing. Like if you're ever thinking about that, get that out of your head right away. So that's actually very nice that you uh, say this because this is like one thing that's rather important to me really that I um, get the words pronounced right and I think as a German um, as like or a non-native speaker you can never be like a hundred percent sure if this is the way um, yeah native speakers would pronounce it but I actually really try my best uh, not to show any accent. But yeah, even may uh, even if you maybe hear some accent, it's very nice. If you say like that's like a nice thing because I always like hope oh please people don't listen to this and think ah okay they're German. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's like you take a listen to some other bands as well. It's just like from bands that have that that are from the uh, from the UK. When I listen to them, because listening to an accent from someone that's over in England versus someone that's over here in the US, it's completely different. But then singing style, um, it's, it's, you can hear just a little bit of a different pronunciation of certain words. And sometimes those absolutely pop in a completely different way where someone who has or speak or is from America, it doesn't matter what part of America they're from, but when they speak with a certain accent, it just, it doesn't hit as well as maybe something else does just the way it's pronounced. So when you're naturally speaking German, there's going to be that, again, that natural accent that ends up happening, just the way words are pronounced is, is different. So if you're trying to pronounce an English word and it just doesn't come across at like a hundred percent correct, sometimes that can absolutely work to your advantage. So that's why I'm always saying like, don't be afraid to give that a shot. Don't be afraid to let that show because that can end up being the like something that just takes the song over like completely over the edge into greatness just off of that because it can drive so many different things. So I really should keep this in mind when I'm <laughs> recording next time. Yeah, because I like didn't see it like this, but actually good point. So yeah, I really try to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's kind of like where I was looking at like I I know it's like with the like with this with the song with how it feels like the verses they're not necessarily standing out to me and that might have been the case but I'm like well I kind of want to bring that up just due to the fact that I'm not like it's just one thing that always sticks out in my head it's like just don't be like don't be afraid to be like even be yourself even if it's like oh I want to get the words pronounced right but even if you mess up a little bit it, that's all part of the human experience it's it, it, again like kind of talking about that more raw that more natural feel that gives it that okay yeah. You can meet me and all. And then, and like on, a, on the other song, like Stuck in the Sky, like because I was listening to it, I was like, this, like with the amplifying that sound, especially in the pre chorus on that track, it does that incredibly well. So I was like, okay, I can see you guys have done that before as well. And what you're talking about with how it feels where it was written and uh, it was written earlier on before that and even recorded before that, it's like, okay, now it makes a lot more sense. Like, again, all the context. It's just, yeah. man, like light bulbs are going off in my head right now. <laughs> It's like I should have had like a little remote, like I could turn a lamp on back there and all of a sudden, bing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we actually recorded um, our like three singles, Stuck in the Sky, How It Feels, and Keep Falling, like um, one part. Um, and then we recorded our other songs like a year later or something like that. Like, because like we didn't have a full album yet, but we also didn't want to like put music out there for two years or something. So 
yeah, we just like recorded the things we had and put this out there and then continue with the album. Yeah, and it, it also makes sense too. It's just like we're putting out those three singles as well, especially given the way that the music industry is running now, where it's if you if you put out a full album and then you uh, don't put anything out for another three years, it's just like okay, people kind of end up forgetting about you in the end, just because, especially with streaming, because streaming is a completely different ball game where people are looking at different playlists that Spotify creates, and all of a sudden, okay, we're gonna check out these artists. All of a sudden, you know, your name might appear in the first two or three months of the album release and then it's gone. And then it's just like people just completely forget about it unless they really got drawn into the band. There's a lot of bands right now that are just releasing a lot of singles, like every couple of months. And it's just kind of, it, it's just the way the it's just the way the, the industry is right now. That's just what happens. Yeah. It's important. It's important. But also like if there's also a lot of people that are like, man, we used to love those albums though when they come out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, as I said, like the EP was like, for us like so many years ago like where you like really wrote the songs and I think it would have been so sad like two years like with no new music out and so we really really wanted to get this out even though um yeah we had to record it in like two separate parts but I think it works out I think it'll work out in the end as well. And one thing where I think it'll work out is especially with how the instrumentation was written and you can tell with it on how it feels. So maybe Dennis will be like, Ooh, this is kind of fun. We're going to be talking good about this <laughs> stuff because when I went through it, I really liked how this song had this heaviness feel to it, to the alt metal, but there's a good amount of alt metal bands that really have this more melodical feel to them where you didn't. So it was something where it's like, okay, there's definitely that heavier and rawness factor. And I really liked this because it was able to create that hard sound and you're able to play with so many different pacings within this one song alone that it really stood out the whole entire way through. Yeah, well, um, actually, um, the riff uh, was written by our bassist and um, he has a lot of punk influences and so on. So, um, yeah, we got this uh, very fast uh, riff that just uh, riffs over the low string and um, it's very fast. And um, especially uh, when we go to the chorus, um, we wanted to break it up a bit because um, the verse is very fast paced too. And um, I think it's something that we just did. I think we didn't really think about it, um, but it just fitted so well to do this halftime feel uh, in the chorus because it makes it very big. And um, yeah, it stands out a lot. We already talked about it. And um, then going into the breakdown, um, First, with this insane bridge part where uh, Lou screams over the riff. Um, I think that was something that just uh, happened while jamming too. And um, we, we totally loved that. And then the short break with the uh, pre-breakdown where it's just guitar and bass um, into the actual breakdown. Um, yeah, just a little, um, uh, the calm before the storm, I would say. Um, so the breakdown really hits hard. And um, yeah, that's actually uh, what we thought when we wrote this song. Um, but again, um, most of the time, it's just we, we have like the riff idea and then we jam it and uh, we try to come up with the next part. And most of the time, um, it comes very naturally and um, we don't really think, okay, but uh, we need a halftime part right there. Otherwise, we can't write a song or something like this. Um, so, um, yeah, most of the time it works uh, really naturally. 
Well, that's the way you should be writing songs too, because if you're trying to construct something, it's like, okay, we need to have these different parts in there and it's gotta be this structure. You're gonna end up forcing something that's not there. But if you, and especially if you create a, if you create a riff and it's like, okay, you try and put in that structure, it's not gonna work. But if you create a riff and you kind of just work with it and just see where it ends up taking you, you're gonna get that natural feel to the song because everything's just gonna progress naturally from one section to the other. You're not gonna be forcing everything. Now, sometimes just forcing something really work within contrast. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does. But what I've seen for the majority is when you let something naturally happen and you just kind of get an idea and you play with it and all of a sudden, okay, this is going to work. This isn't going to work. You're going to end up creating something that just has this full on feel to it where everything flows together nicely because that's the way it was created. It was created from itself. It wasn't like pieced together like a puzzle. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually uh, what most of our songwriting looks like. Um, so we start like with, um, oh, I have a cool idea for a chorus or uh, hey, look at this riff I just wrote. And um, then we just uh, jam and look uh, what happens. Or uh, sometimes we just stay there with no idea whatsoever. And somebody says, uh, let's do something like this. And you noodle uh, a weird lick or something and it becomes a song and you think oh i think didn't think this could happen and um yeah that's that's actually uh, most of our songwriting and um yeah to this point we actually are very uh, happy with uh, how this works out and you can actually hear on the album uh, as soon as it's released um that with this technique uh, i would say um you can always hear that it's us, but uh, every every song sounds different. So uh, we have no two songs where you think, oh, but they are pretty similar um, because every song has uh, its completely own vibe. And um, I think that that's something that really uh, makes the album pretty special. And when that album comes out, because at this point, who knows when that's going to come out, but hopefully it's sooner rather than later because, well, I want to listen to it, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, it would have been out at September 4th um, where we put How It Feels out. But like we get like so much delay because of Corona. And now we're like waiting for a feature that may happen. And <laughs> so and also like needs to be mastered also in the US and New York. So this will take time and it's like very hard to plan anything actually right now for every for anyone so we also like don't want to release like another date because maybe we can't make this happen too and this would be like bad so we just like stay quiet until we really know when it's going to come out and and that's fair enough because there's i mean i'll t I'll use a date to remember for for an example because they were supposed to come out with their new album last year in november and then all of a sudden it was like they never they, they said it was coming, but they never announced a full date. But I ended up getting the, the actual date when they were going to release it. So it was like November 16th. All of a sudden, on November 16th, they said, yeah, we're not releasing it because it's just not finished. I think they said like the artwork wasn't the way they want it to be. And we still don't have it yet. And it's almost over a year later. Now, I know they've gone through some, they know they're going through some things on, on the legal standpoint, but it's just somewhere it's like if you if you say that you're going to release something, all of a sudden you're going to have this long delay afterwards. It's it's going to get to a point where people are just going to be wondering, like, can, can we just get this at some point? And then there's always this inherent expectation with it as well, because if well, on your end, it's just if people are like, OK, we know we're going to get a, a Pentastone record. We know we're going to get this. 
but we don't know when. So then the expectation that it's gonna there's gonna be something there, but the expectation of when isn't there. Yeah, it's difficult, really. I remember like when Corona started, one band we also know like also didn't have a release show or anything. I remember thinking to myself, okay. Oh, I'm so glad our album will be out in September and we will have the release party in September because like Corona then hopefully will be gone. Oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> um, I was so wrong. Um, but I didn't uh, know this um, at this point. But yeah, we would have never put a date out if we knew what would have happened. Really. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'll put it this way. No one knew what the hell was going to happen because when everything started getting shut down, I remember bands are like pushing back their album release dates which at first I thought was a really bad, it ended up like pushing back the release dates. Cause I knew they were pushing back to like, okay, you had a lot of release stuff planned for it and you want to make sure you can do all of that. But my initial thought process was with bands that were coming out with albums, like late March, early April, all of a sudden everything is getting shut down after about a week, week or two, people are going to be done watching Netflix. People are going to just be craving something new because they're not going to want to watch Tiger King all over again. <laughs> so it's like, there's gotta be something that, that's there. And all of a sudden it was like, after like the first week, after the first week and a half of everything being shut down, especially here in the U S all of a sudden in this moment came out with a new album. Then August Burns Red came out with one and the band Red came out with one. They moved theirs up even. And then Dance Gavin Dance came out with one in April. Trivium came out with theirs in April. They stuck to it all. And it's just, those albums end up really actually taking off due to the fact that that's it was something new for people yeah that's amazing um like a problem we had is really that we couldn't go to the studio because i hadn't seen uh, anything yet so um um yeah there was no way to work at the studio for months so yeah i think i sung most of the things in like august or something yeah so it's all brand new, but I'm so excited for it, like to finally be out because, um, yeah. yeah and, and so you just explain it too. It's just, you're adding so much more context behind. It's like, okay, so what's, why it's like, okay, so they're coming out. Well, why is it taking this long? And all of a sudden, why is, why are we waiting for? Why is there no date? Again, you're explaining everything. So people are listening. It's just like, okay, there's a totally different understanding of it. So the, the ability to be patient for it increases due to the fact that, okay, now we understand what the band went through. We understand that the vocals weren't recorded because uh, as early as we wanted them to because everything got shut down and couldn't get into the studio until then. It just it just keeps adding and making a lot more sense and just adding the context to it. Yeah, we also thought like we would I remember actually like a year ago we kind of tried to um think about when we will be finished and we really we really laughed about it and said okay we like we have so much time this time like we can't mess it up because we have like really months where we can work and yeah but man i was so wrong <laughs> again um yeah this is something no one could have ever known so yeah it's it a time what frustrating to it's just, a times what can go wrong will go wrong yeah <laughs> So outside of just everything that's happened in 2020 with, in terms of with the album, what else have you been doing in order to not only just stay busy with the band, but also to make sure the band continues to grow the fan base? Yeah, actually like a lot of social media work. Um, we also put out um, some acoustic covers um, from two of the songs. Um, yeah, where we just like sat down um, with masks and played a song to uh, get something out and to do something. I mean, we couldn't meet in a long time, but yeah, but 
not very much because yeah, except for Instagram or anything we couldn't do like we couldn't even practice together or like we quit this for a few months where it was like very bad at Germany um yeah so but the whole key behind it is is during those times where everything was shut down you couldn't do what you would want to do or what you would normally do what you end up doing is you end up taking the time that you had and you were still productive with it so it's okay we can't record we can't really get together and practice so what can we do to continue to grow the band boom focus on social media because especially when every almost every other place in the world where everything was pretty much shut down to a certain point what are people doing they're out watching netflix and they're on their phones they're on social media and they're trying to find just something new and if you're constantly giving them something new to look at. They're going to be coming back again and again and again. And I also like looking back, I really think it was good that I had these months to finish the vocals for the song, like writing it and like practicing it because I added so much and I changed a lot actually in these months. And I think it was very good for the album that I had this time. Um, yeah, so this is one positive thing I think. Um, I think I can take from this time. So I'm hoping that when that album comes out, like all the emotion that happened within that change, like that's going to be completely visible and understandable when you're listening to the music. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a feeling it's going to be that way though. Yeah. Like we also worked on our upcoming um, music video for stuck in the sky because um, we decided to add animations to it. Like the production team of the video had this idea also like Corona lockdown <laughs> and they thought like the video is awesome, but let's add some animations. And I actually also um, worked on them and I'm also so excited for the video finally to come out because like we shot the video like more than a year ago. So <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we wanted to release it with the album because like it didn't really make sense to me to just release it and then the album won't be there. So, or like, yeah. or, or like when you know when the album's gonna come out, let's just release the music video with the announcement of the day it's gonna come out. Yeah, kind of thing. something like this. Just to keep amping people up, just like, oh, new stuff. Repetition. <laughs> <soon. laughs> let's go. Yeah, a little bit sad that Suck in the Sky is like out there already, but. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's something where it's just you, you can't change it, so you just have to ad adapt to what's going on right now and just make the best out of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And and that's pretty much that's pretty much all we can do at this point. Yeah, I'm very excited for the video to come out because like the it was crazy, like we didn't have a lot of um, budget, so we like built our own room, we painted the walls and built like wooden walls and painted them and I oh, it was so crazy I had to step in the bathtub with uh, ice cold slime <laughs> and it was so crazy and so much stuff going on in these like two days I will never forget this okay now I can't wait to see this video to all of a sudden like yeah. I'm gonna see you in a bathtub with slime and be like oh I knew that was cold <laughs> yeah Oh, be so cold. I'd be excited to watch that just just for again for the context of the fact that I now I know of what what went into the video and it's just I I may end up just laughing at part be like it's cold in that. <laughs> yeah. I actually also I couldn't sleep for two days. I was so nervous and on the last day I felt so sick 
because of the lack of sleep. And it was so hard for me to get everything finished. And I think in some scenes you can really, I mean, it fits to the music, but you can really see how done I am and how bad I'm feeling. But I think this is just uh, good for the video. <laughs> but oh, I was so done. But if it, if it works for the video, then I mean, it's it's going to come across really well. Like kind of like when actors go all and do method acting or it's like, okay, they're really getting deep with it. It's like, yeah, I, I, for this video, it works. If it really works, if you're kind of just have like that kind of like, I feel it's like, I'm just done with this kind of look on, on your face. And if you're able to achieve that in like in a real authentic way, it, and it's going to come out in that music video, we're going to see it. It's just going to be like, whoa. Yes, also like another crazy story like we talked about in the beginning was we actually like used a real pig heart in the video and we had two for them. We had two because uh, and we forgot one in the fridge in a Happy Meals bag and I wonder what the person felt like that opened the fridge found a Happy Meals bag with a pig heart in it. But yeah, never mind. I guess I'm sorry to the person watching this. this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so going back to the beginning where it was when I asked for like the crazy wacky fact. And it's like, again, we're going to get to something crazier and wackier that's going to end up topping whatever. Like just keep going and going and going. And then we get to that. <laughs> Now, yeah. then, now, now I know if I see a pig heart, to be like, I'm just gonna be thinking about the guy that opened up the Happy Meal bag. You just saw a pig heart. <laughs> oh my god! But actually, we get so uh, crazy stuff in every video uh, video shoot that we do, oh. um, because the first one um, that we did for Poisoned Mind, um, we shot that on a little platform on a on a sea, and um, we had to get all our stuff over there. So we built our amps over there and we put the whole drum set over there so that we could perform as a band. And um, we had to find a way to get everything from short to this little platform in the sea. Um, so uh, the people that shot the video with us um, got a canoe the day before the shoot or like the morning of the shoot or something like this. And um, we put all of our caps and everything in this canoe and shipped it over to the platform. And if you imagine like this little canoe, two people sitting in there and a big base cap or something in the middle of the canoe and wobbles around all the time, it was very scary, um, but all the gear survived. Um, and we played on, the, on this platform till like, uh, I think from 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. and it was so unbelievably cold out there and um yeah that was like a, a really crazy experience as well if you guys ever do something like that again just make sure you like dress for the occasion w wear scarves or something because bring make scarves metal again <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we we uh, got like um jackets over there and stuff um but every time when we performed we had to put them back and we we hit all the blankets that we got over there and then we played and after we played the song and filmed it, we got all our jackets again and the blankets. And, oh, okay, it's so cold. And when, then we played again and put everything back again. So that was uh, a very interesting and crazy experience. But it right. was worth yeah. it, so that's great. Yeah, also I had to get in the lake um, and really like fall into it. And the scene couldn't be used because I like coughed uh, and I looked very bad and I got water down my throat and it was so cold but the scene couldn't be used because I messed it up but yeah whatever. All right. 
All right, after I'm done with this, I'm finding that video and I'm watching it because I want to see, <laughs> just to know, like, okay, they're playing this platform, looking cool. What I really know, they're cold as shit right now. <laughs> well, take a look at time. We've done about an hour and 15 minutes, and I know you guys still said you have to record some stuff, so I don't want to take up any more of your time with this. So, uh, Luke Dennis, I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. And before we go, is there any last words you want to say? I'll let you have like that, like the, like the final word. I'll put it that way. No, just really thank you for having us, and yeah, we are we are very excited for the upcoming projects, really, and we're very glad we had this opportunity. Our like our very first interview in English. I was very nervous, <laughs> uh, but it went so well, I think. So thank you for that. Yeah, and uh, very important support your local bands and your local uh, uh, okay. venues, um, especially in times uh, of yeah. Corona. But even without Corona, support everyone, and uh, that's very important. Awesome, and I will end with this. So. Everyone listening, when it comes to finding Petsystone, when it comes to following them on social media, when it comes to listening to their music on all the streaming services, wherever you can find them and wherever you can buy merch. I hope you guys still have merch that I can end up plugging on this. Just yeah. here's what you do. Look at the description of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Or if you're watching YouTube video, take a look at the description of the video. You're going to find this nice thing that says find Pentastone online and then you're going to see all these different labels with links and yeah just click on them and you're gonna be able to follow them at all their social media pages you're gonna be able to go to their website buy their merch and also stream their music it's a one-stop shop so you guys have no excuse not to get in with this band right now that would be amazing <laughs> and and now I'm, i feel honored because you said first interview in english and this was like it, it didn't feel like this was your first interview in english ever so I'm kind of oh, flattered at that. You. I'm very glad. <laughs> and I will end with this because I always end with this. And there's always some where it's like, you know, you always end people. I always end with like saying goodbye and whatnot. But I hate to do that due to the fact that they know that feels like, okay, goodbye. And then that's it. Never going to see him again. But because I had this whole entire plan for around like middle of September of 2020. I was like, yeah, I was going to go over to Europe. I was going to visit a couple of countries and just see as many bands as I could at the same time as well. Just have fun with it. Well, of course, that never materialized. So once this whole entire coronavirus thing ends, I am doing that whole entire thing. I know I plan on making a stop in Germany at some point. So hopefully at that point, I'm going to end up just looking around and be like, oh, Pentastone's playing at a city near me. All right, I'm going. Screw it. <laughs> just like, I don't care what else I'm doing. All of a sudden, yeah, but we're going to go see this. I'm going that way. I'm going to see a band. <laughs> see you guys. Thank you. <laughs> And if, um, and well, not, not necessarily an if, but when, it, when that time comes where all of a sudden you guys are on a tour and you're over in the U S if I see a, a place that I can end up getting to see you at a show and be like, yeah, I'm going to that show. Nice. <laughs> so that's why I'm not going to end this with a goodbye. So I'm going to end this with a, uh, see you later. See you. See you. Yeah. Well, 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 folks, that was my interview with Pentastone out of Germany. And that was another incredible one where. I couldn't believe that that was their first ever interview in English. I mean, it didn't sound like that at all. They were fantastic on there. And I did end up adding them to the first round is on me list. So they are number 12 on that list in terms of bands that when I see them for the first time, I owe them the first round. And when that new album comes out, guys, you are going to know about it from us on MSOTD Rock. So we're going to do an album review on it. I talked to them about it right as we uh got off of recording the podcast so you will get the review on there and when all this stuff comes out just follow them listen to their music stream it buy it download it buy their merch everything is in the link in the description below 
And please make sure if you're not subscribed to the Core Progression Podcast, please do so now. Like it, subscribe to it, uh, rate us, give us a comment, whatever it is, please. Any of it helps. And on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you guys for watching and listening. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Part of MSOTD rocks or rock and metal thrive. And you guys know how I end every single one of these episodes with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah! Oh!